Welcome to the Property Management Brainstorm Show with Bob Preston. Bob is the president, owner, and broker of North County Property Group, the fastest growing and top-ranked property management company in North County, San Diego. This podcast is for property owners and investors who are considering hiring a professional property management company to manage their property assets. You'll hear from leading professionals on the best practices surrounding the San Diego rental market, what's involved in successfully renting your property, and how to make sure your property is managed correctly. Now, here is your host, Bob Preston. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Property Management Brainstorm Podcast. I'm Bob Preston, your host of the show broadcasting from our little studio here at North County Property Group in Del Mar, California. And today we're going to talk about the importance of marketing your rental listing to find a new tenant quickly, start generating rent, and getting your home occupied. And you may have the most beautiful property ever, but unless you can attract great prospect prospective tenants, it may sit vacant for weeks. And I have with me today an expert in this area by telephone, I think from Denver, Colorado. Is that where you are, Dave? Denver? That's true. I'm just south of there, a town called Monument, yes. Okay. His name is Dave Borden, and he is the founder and CEO of PMW, which stands for Property Management Website. And he provides an online marketing service to people like me, uh, property managers who want to market themselves and their rental properties. And hey, thanks so much for joining us today, Dave. Hey, thanks a lot, Bob. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. Oh, yeah. No, it's fantastic having you here. Uh, you're pretty much of a marketing guru when it comes to this particular market. And so maybe you can start just by telling us about yourself, your background, and the marketing services you're currently providing. Okay. Guru is a very generous term, but uh, I, guess <laughs> well. I'll t- I guess I'll take it for now. Depending on how far you want me to go back, I started off, uh, my, my family business was property management growing up uh, in Colorado in the 80s. My parents were Busy all the time doing property management stuff. Um, I went away to join the Army, and I went to West Point and flew helicopters for a while. When I came back around 2000, I went into the property management business with my mom, and we had about 200 units in Colorado Springs. The market was very good at the time. It was very easy to find a tenant in a few days, kind of like it is now, but that rapidly changed, and we were putting advertisements in the newspaper Billing back our good old days, right? In the newspaper, three, four, yeah, three, four, five, six, seven hundred dollars, which they hated, uh, especially when they were used to paying one hundred and fifty or so. So I started a business at that time called Rent Clicks, and the primary, the primary purpose of that was to advertise your properties and get it rented. We marketed it mostly to property managers, and it was a big success. And I sold it in about three years to Rent Path, which. What time frame was this? Like, what is this in the dot com era? The big kind of the big boom dot com. It was actually right after the the boom. I mean, during the boom, people were getting billions of dollars for every imaginable concept, and then the market crashed. And after that, everyone needed to actually have revenue and profit to start making money, like every other business. So we were right after the boom, which which was pretty good because actually the all the all the big money had dried up. So we had to figure out a way to do it without raising a bunch of money. Okay. And we sold it in 2006 to RentPath. It's it's still out there today. It's called rentals.com. It's a good business, but it's kind of been supplanted by Zillow and Craigslist and some of these other services. And that's one of the reasons we sold it is we, we saw that wave coming and uh, it was... It was time to move on, even though it's done. It's still done exceptionally well since we since we left, even though it's 
been pretty steady on the decline the last few years. And then I got back into the industry in 2008, went back to consult at my old company. And that's when I met the group of guys I'm working with now, propertymanagerwebsites.com. And we build and build, host, maintain, support websites for property management companies. And we provide that same discipline of SEO that we were using to get people's properties found to their property management business so that they can get new clients, attract new owners and manage their property for them for a fee, which increases their business and and makes them more money. That's our primary. We do have some products within there. A couple we'll talk about today. One sure. of them is free rent site. Primarily, it's and it is a consumer site. You can search for properties there. You can put property listings on there, and we will put it in our distribution. But there is a there isn't a verification process that we have to go through because there's so much fraud out there that we want to make sure someone's real. So we will put them through a verification process if they want to distribute their properties. They can put it on there if they if they want to, but we won't allow them to take any email correspondence because that's where 99% of the fraud takes place unless they have a verified account. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a minute here. So if yep. someone wanted to contact your company or you or you know what was the best, what would be the best way to do that? Propertymanagerwebsites.com with an S. Okay, there you go. Pretty easy. Yep. And, and then, my my email if you want to if you want to just hit me is Dave at Kova K O H V A dot com. That's just our parent company. Again, that's K O H V A dot com. Okay, terrific. Hey, so let's dive right into the subject matter here and talk marketing. Full disclosure, I'm one of your clients, right? And I came yep. to you and PMW because I wanted my property management company to be really everywhere on the internet have high high visibility. And so just your take, how are we doing so far? Are we doing pretty pretty well with you guys? Well, we, we launched your site back in April and we actually have your analytics back through January. Your daily usage has more than doubled and your page views have more than, probably more than 150% up since we launched you. And looking at your lead levels, you know, your advanced marketing platform looks like you're, you had 29 leads, 29 started, and 40 form leads. So since we've launched, you've been averaging between 30 and 50 leads per month, which is in the top one or 2% of property managers nationwide. And we manage 1,200 sites. Okay. So how does that benefit not only us? I mean, certainly, you know, property management prospects might be some of those leads, but also uh, people looking to rent a property. So that kind of traffic volume, Google search and whatnot, how does that help our clients who are trying to get their properties rented? Well, that was my next point is you just actually switched to our um, advanced market, our advanced property widget, which is the only one that writes properties actually to the site. You guys do a fantastic job of of advertising those. And that is still the mo- the busiest section of any property manager's website. Even though a lot of people are searching on Zillow and Trulia and all those other sources, the good old fashioned yard sign that you throw in the yard and people are driving around and see it, they pull up to that property do a search on their phone and find the property is still a huge piece of traffic for property managers. So it's very important that you do the best job you can when advertising properties. And actually, since we've launched that widget, your properties widget, which again, it writes all the properties directly to your site, your page views on the site have more than doubled. Wow. Fantastic. Without getting into too much detail, because I know that's not the topic for today, usage data is one third of an SEO algorithm. And that just lifts all SEO efforts dramatically by having that available. 
So I speak to a lot of prospective clients and and some people think it's easy to find a renter. Uh, Well, I mean, today's market is pretty hot, but it's sort of like, hey, I could just put a Craigslist ad up. People are going to come beating down the door. What are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is it really that easy or how does it how does it work from your perspective? Is there anything, I guess, in today's market or any trends that you're seeing out there that might give a little bit of a different opinion? I used to be a property manager and I can tell you right now that about 5% 5% of what we do, what we did was find a tenant. And some markets are easier than others. This happens to be a super easy market. So I think that a lot of landlords are thinking that it's very easy to do that. You throw an ad on Craigslist and Zillow, and guess what? You will get a ton of contact if you do that. But what do you do then? How, yeah. do, you know who to, how do you know who to rent it to? How do you show it? How do you get people there? I mean, in a market like yours in San Diego, you put a nice property on the market, well-priced, how many leads do you get every month? A hundred, 50 to a hundred for that one property. So who's going to answer that phone while you're at work? Who's going to show the property, even though it may seem like it's easy to rent a property because the demand in the market is extreme right now. The process of actually making it happen, getting the people in there, finding the right one is extremely complicated. It is not for a novice. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I think that some new landlords who are trying to do it themselves are very ill-equipped in responding to prospective tenants. You know, the phone starts ringing, the emails start coming in, and it's kind of like, ah, you know, what do I do now? And and so that's a big challenge. That, that might be considered more sales and marketing, but it's still part of the process, right? Part of the process. And and there's there's a couple other pitfalls to talk, we'll talk about a little bit later, but like I said, 50 to 100 people, if you show it to 10 or 15 of them, how do you know which one to rent to? Exactly. The, and, the, and that's when the hard part of property management begins is, hey, I got someone that wants my property. Now what? Where do you find a lease? Are you going to screen them? My business partner rented a, rented a home in Florida. It was an individual owner. And she accepted him because she figured he must be a good guy because he, he drove a Range Rover. Right, right. Yeah, that's not him. That's not, <laughs> it's that's not a good criteria. Yeah, we always look for red flags right right away. You, you kind of want to look for reasons not to rent to somebody, I think, in most cases until proven otherwise. That's kind of how I view it. And uh, obviously, we're really nice to people, and we want to make sure that we're hospitable when we're showing properties. But, I mean, it's you have to be careful. No question about it. One other thing I wanted to mention is that when you do it yourself, and I'm not saying you shouldn't, there are actually... Nor am I. I'm Switzerland here today. so that's <laughs> There are a ton of prospects out there that have had issues in the past that target individual owners because they know they're not professional and they may not put them through the normal process of checking their credit, checking their landlord references that a property manager would. So if they target those individual owners who may not have that professional process in place to weed out the bad renters. So you got to be really careful that. Absolutely. Well, there are hundreds of consumer-oriented rental sites out there. And I think Zillow, as you've already mentioned, is probably the most well-known. What are the key rental sites? If you were going to list a property, Dave, what what uh, what sites should you be listed on? Well, in today's market, honestly, you're going to be fine with Zillow and Craigslist. And Zillow owns truly on Hotpad. So if you put a listing on Zillow, you're going to get those as well. You could go to a site like ours. And like I said, we're going to put you through a verification process. It's going to cost like 25 bucks to verify your account. But if you want to do it for free on Craigslist and Zillow, you're probably going to be fine there. There's like homes.com and realtor.com, which a lot of times you have to be a professional to get on those. In today's market, you will have plenty of leads with Zillow and Craigslist. So I, I think that's that's fine for now. 
Yeah, so let's talk about Realtor. And also, we put all of our properties on the MLS. We'll cooperate with other brokers. So Realtor.com and MLS, those are two sort of channels that would not be available to the average homeowner who's going to list a property, right? Unless they unless they contracted some sort of listing service. That's correct. Those are great platforms because, uh, you know, realtors, especially in your market and in expensive markets where there's a nice uh, leasing fee to be shared, you're going to get some broker cooperation. And some of the smaller markets or if, or if people aren't offering a co-op, you're not going to get a lot of real, real estate uh, cooperation. Again, this is one of those things where when the market's on fire like it is now, you're probably going to be okay. But I've been doing this for through my family since the late 80s. I've seen five extremely hot markets and I've seen three or four absolutely dead markets with 15, 20% vacancy. Sure. So the process that you put in place during a hot market is going to have to be a little bit different than when it's a slow market. And I feel like we're coming back into a slower market here over the next 10 or 15, you know, 10 or 15 mm-hmm. years. It's been it's been 10 or 15 years of of really robust rental market yep. and it's probably about to swing the other way cuz what you see during those during those times is every building going up, at least out here in Colorado is an apartment complex. Yep. And those have got to get filled up by somebody. <laughs> so they're going to overfill the market like they always do and then their vacancy rates are going to creep back up and they may get high and challenging. So the the strategy with a great market right now is a lot different than when the market's slow. For sure. I mean, our goal when we take on a new property or a new client is is to get a tenant in there as quickly as possible. Even if that means cooperating with another broker and and sharing that initial leasing fee, we do it all the time. I would say probably 35% of our rentals um, are with another broker involved. And we find that some property management companies won't do that, right? They, They want it all to themselves. They don't even list on the MLS. And we just find that to be you know, a silly strategy because, again, it's in the owner's best interest to get somebody in there as quickly as possible. That's correct. That's your main job. Yeah, right. Property filled. <laughs> and the major caveat is with a great tenant. And yes. in today's market, right. there should be nothing but great tenants in yep. your properties. Okay, let's talk about photos and video. So we get this a lot. You know, we, we take professional photos and we typically do a walkthrough video and we produce it and all that kind of stuff. How important truly are the photos and the video in a in a property listing, in your opinion? Well, if you want people to contact you, they're everything. I don't think you have to go crazy. I don't think you need 150 photos, but I think you should accurately represent the property with however many photos that takes. And I, the sweet spot's probably 15 to 30. Yeah, because it's a really you, big you, house. Yeah, you hit a saturation point, right? The people are going to stop looking at the photos and they're going to move on or they want to get to the photo of the f- pool, but it's you've got too many pictures of the kitchen there before that. Yeah, you want to do your best to accurately represent the property. Show mm-hmm. the outside, give a good flavor of the neighborhood because that is important to a lot of people. I mean, there's one of the most frustrating things for property managers, realtors, whoever, is you show up at a, at a house that looked amazing online. And then it's not in kind of it's not really in the neighborhood that you that they anticipated, and they don't even go inside to look at it because they're like, no, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And then you've wasted a bunch of time, and that's going to happen a lot with the with the uh, kind of amateur landlord. Mm-hmm. So do a great job of representing the property through fifteen to twenty twenty five photos. A video is is really really good to show that kind of stuff, especially the exterior of the house. If you can go around show that you can show the neighborhood, you can show the other houses that are around you and the interior as well. And with today's cell phones, it takes five minutes, five or six minutes to walk through the house and explain some of the highlights and put it up. I think it's I think it's a great strategy and it's going to weed out 
a lot of those, you know, we talk about getting 50 or 100 phone calls or more for a good, well-priced property. You can weed out a lot of those people if you do a really good job of representing the property before they ever contact you. Yeah, go ahead. Go sorry. Ahead. Yeah, what about the written details? I mean, because I've seen some listings that are just kind of bulleted, maybe five or six bullet points. And it's kind of like, oh, come on, you, you, tell me more than that. And then there's some that are almost so verbose that it's just ridiculous. What What's the sweet spot there in your opinion? Well, again, my strategy is is I want to accurately depict the property. Some people are better authors than others. So mm -hmm. if you're not great at it, have somebody else do it. Have one of your friends uh, take a stab at it. Uh, but it's important to to give as much information as necessary for the prospect to make a decision, a, a educated decision on whether to contact you. So like I said, the old school realtors used to be like, put three pieces of information in a photo and take as many phone calls as you possibly can. But that's an enormous waste of everyone's time. Right. Nowadays, the strategy and the internet have, have you know, I want to know what I'm getting into before I call you. And then when I call you, I'm those people that call you that actually want to look at it. If you've done a good job with your descriptions, photos, video, they're very serious. And they're, if you, if, if, if the house looks pretty much like what you showed them and described to them, they're probably going to put in an application. Yep. And as far as description goes for property managers, it's a little bit different because I like to see you guys put as much information out there as possible because it helps with your SEO. Yeah. It helps with time on site, usage data. You don't want to overwhelm people, but they will read that. If they're, if someone is seriously considering moving into a property, they will watch the entire video. They will read the entire description. They will click on every photo and you get for property managers. That's a ton of time on site that you can take advantage of, which helps with your SEO. For the person who puts it up on Zillow or Craigslist, you still need to do a you, you still need to do a very good job. In a good market, you're going to get overwhelmed by contacts. So if you can if you can say you know no pets, whatever whatever disqualifiers that you have, make sure you put it out there because then they then they won't contact you and waste your time. So just be as thorough as you possibly can to accurately depict the property. Perfect. What about social media? We hear a lot about social media. Is that a true avenue for getting a property rented? What's your opinion on that? You know, it's possible. And, and there's a different strategy for property managers. I always recommend that you take a listing and put it on your business Facebook page, business Twitter account, because you don't want to overwhelm your friends with properties. Yeah, we do that. If you're an individual owner with one property or two even, and you're only going to do it once or twice a year, it's okay to say, hey, my house is available. If you know anyone that wants to move in, let mm -hmm. me know. And that, that yeah, that's great because you may get a friend that moves in. You may get a friend of a friend or somebody in, in that. May, you may get it rented that way. It's possible. I think it's a useful strategy. All it takes is one person to fill a a rental vacancy. And I think that's a it's a worthwhile strategy because it takes about five seconds to do it. Yep. So, you know, if you want to put a, a post out that says, I've got my house available, here's where it is, here's what it looks like. And if you had no, if you or someone you know wants to rent it, let me know. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. It's like you said, it's easy. It's another way. It's another avenue. We've had people walk into a showing and said, Hey, my friend forwarded me uh, your post on Facebook. And we're like, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, because they, they've just, or your friend sent me uh, your link through Facebook. So, you know, there's oh, yeah, all kinds of property. For property managers, it's uh, um, it is it's SEO and social media 
it's it's the best thing you have is mm-hmm. your listings to increase all the indicators that help with the search algorithm. It's the sure. best part of your business. So I, you, you definitely have to do it as a property manager. Well, let's get into some of the downsides here. What are the pitfalls? If somebody's getting ready to perhaps rent their own property or decide, gosh, I should really go with a property manager, what are some of the pitfalls they should be aware of and why might that be a good reason to go with a property manager instead of doing it themselves? <laughs> I mean, I know, well, the, I know the list could be long here, but there's a thousand pitfalls, um, as you know. And I, I, I think what's frustrating to a lot of property managers is people think that you, you fill their house with a tenant and that's the end of your job. That is so far from the truth and it's so, such a small percentage of what you do. So again, the process starts with finding a good tenant. If you have if you have 30 or 40 people looking at a property, then you have to sort through which one of those you think is the best fit. You have to run their credit. You have to collect the money. You have to if if you're an, if you're an individual owner, you have to find a lease, which you can get a state approved one, get one from a friend, whatever. You have to sign the lease. You have to collect the money. You have to hold the security deposit. Then when they move in, you have to do maintenance. You have to you have to make sure that they have renter's insurance. You have to make sure that you have a landlord policy. My estimation is that to, to manage a property correctly, the way a professional does. Now, professionals have systems in place to do all this stuff right, right away. And some professionals are better than others. You know that. Mm-hmm. If you're an individual owner, getting your prop, if you want to do a good job getting your property ready to rent, I estimate it takes between 50 and 100 hours of your time. And whatever your time is worth, call it $50, that's $5,000 of your time to get your property ready to go. Probably cost less than that to hire us for the whole year. (laughs) Yeah. To me with my big fat paycheck, you know, that's not worth my time. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to search the internet. I'm going to find someone that has a great reputation as a property manager. Cause there's, there's, there's three reasons people don't hire a property manager. They think it's too expensive. They don't, they've had a bad experience with another property manager. We hear that a lot. Or they're just unaware of the industry. They're not, mm-hmm. they don't know that. In, in the States, in the US, 80% of people manage their own property. Over half of the entire rental market, including apartment complexes, 56% is managed by the guy that owns it. So I think the biggest thing is you're just unaware of the industry. Sure. And that there's someone out there that can actually do all this for you. And if you look at the actual cost, not only in maintenance and time and Usually property managers are going to have discounted maintenance. They're going to have a lot of things in place because of the volume that they do. That's going to, they're going to make them cheaper than doing it yourself. I tell you, I, I tell you, I think some of the clients I speak with aren't aware of the tools that are available to property managers today that allow us to make that process super efficient. Everything from, you know, having our own photographer sort of on call, ready to hit the hit the street right in their car to get the photos taken, to processing the photos, to distributing the listing out to all these different websites, to, you know, our social media processes and all these things, you know, we can do really quickly. I, uh, I'm going to interrupt you right yeah, there. Yeah, go, go for it. You just mentioned about 20 hours of work. I know, Taking right? the photos, putting yeah. it online and dealing with the inbound leads and showings. Now you're at 30 hours, 20, 20 to 30 hours, and you don't even have a tenant yet. Yeah. So if you're making 30 bucks an hour, that's there's $600 right there. And you're not even listed yet. <laughs> you're still doing and, the and you, don't, you don't have your, your tenant yet. Yep. Then when you get your, then when you find someone you like, you've got to go find somewhere to screen them. You've got to write a lease. You've got to sign it. You got to meet them there, move them in. Yeah. Now you're at, now you're at 40 hours. Then you got to collect the rent first month. And if they have a couple maintenance issues, you've got to call someone and coordinate that and get it done. Now you're at 50 hours. I just, <laughs> 
I, I just can't imagine any anybody that's in the situation to own a rental property today, which means you're probably you probably have some other career that pays you a decent wage that it would be worth your time to do all those things yourself. I can't imagine that. Okay, that's really good input to our listeners. What about fair housing laws? This is something that everybody has to be aware of. My my guess is the average uh, homeowner and prospective client of ours is not aware of this. In fact, some of the things we've had some uh, prospective clients say to us is just astonishing, right? That we could never put in an ad. Are there certain things, certain phrases that people should be just aware of that they're no-nos and should people really be afraid of this kind of stuff? Absolutely. Uh, the fair housing laws are put in place to protect, there's protected classes, minorities, families, disabilities. It's very specific to what's protected. If in your advertising, whether you're a professional or not, you violate any of those laws, you are subject to fair housing fines, which are in the tens of thousands of dollars. There have been companies put out of business because of this. And it seems some of it is very, very minor. Someone might say, hey, this is perfect for a family or sorry, we don't allow kids. Those seem minor, but those are those are fair housing violations. And trust me, in today's world, there are people out there hunting for reasons to sue to sue the big bad landlord, whether they're a company or an individual or whatever the case might be. Fair housing laws have to be followed and it can be very subtle when you violate them and you don't even, you don't plan to, you don't mean to, but you do. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and it doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter what your intent was. Fact is you did it. And again, it could be not in the ad or the written word. It could be just something that you, that slips out that you say when you're showing somebody the property as well. Well, and one of the big things that, so, so fair housing apply, it's a law. It yep. applies to everybody without any extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's, and, and it is it is good that that's in place because it does protect minorities and 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 people you know ADA and family status and it, it's that's why it's there. However, it eliminates the ability to be empathetic. So if you have a single mother who's got a bad credit score who's trying to get their life back together, and you decide, okay, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let her 550 credit score slide, and I'm gonna work with her but you turn down a 550 credit score family or minority, then you've just committed a fair housing violation because you did not apply the same standard to to each group. So something subtle like that where you're trying to be nice can come back to bite you as well. Absolutely. Okay, well, great. Hey, I told you we'd try to wrap this up in 20 to 30 minutes. I think we're right about there. So what else, Dave? Are there any other aspects specific to marketing properties or that, uh, you know, marketing a home that you think that the, uh, you know, the, the audience should be aware of? I would just reiterate that this is a great market. So I'll, I'll caveat there. And you're probably going to be able to rent your house by yourself. But that doesn't mean you're going to do it well. So if you're going to do the best job, get the house cleaned up, get the carpets clean, get, the, get it painted, make it smell good, get the yard in shape. Because remember, you are competing with other properties. And the better job you do preparing your property to rent it, the faster it will rent at the highest price, which will maximize your investment. Do a good job photographing it, market it wisely, and choose a great tenant. You do not want to go through an eviction. It will, it will, if if you get into the eviction process, you will sell that property after you get them out of there. I promise you. You will be done with you will be (laughs) done with landlording. So remember when you pick a tenant, that's your buddy. That's your 
best friend partner in, in your business for the next 12 to 36 to 48 months. So choose wisely because they will ruin your life if you do not pick them wisely. <laughs> That's right. Hey, great advice. And thank you so much for joining the podcast, Dave. That was great information that I'm sure our listeners can utilize in considering how to market if renting their home or you know, whether they should go and hire a property manager like North County Property Group. We'd love to have you if you're if you're thinking about us uh, hiring our services. And thank you so much, Dave. That concludes today's episode. Thank you all for joining the Property Management Brainstorm podcast. Until next time, we will be in the field working hard for our clients to maximize their property value and income and maintain top-notch tenant relations. And thanks again, Dave. Great having you. Hey, thanks for having me, Bob. Have okay, terrific. Bye-bye.